Sweet ballet song I'm gonna keep her in my pocket Till the right time comes along I got my ballet song in my pocket so long And when I need her, don't you know She's gonna sing that sweet song Listen, mother, mother, hey, mother Stop your nagging Cause you know it doesn't matter to me, no I don't believe it when you say a word about my baby If it's true, then only she can tell me so I said no You know you love me now for somebody new Hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 43, and let's just go straight to it, right? I don't know. Last week's episode was pretty good. I don't know if I'll be able to do this week's as good as last week's because, um, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit tired. I had a late hockey game last night, and I went to bed at 2 a.m., and... I woke up 7 a.m., so you do the math. Who knows however many hours that is? I don't know. No one knows. Not even the best mathematicians in the world know. But, uh, yeah, let's go to, before the questions or anything, I've been doing the rants, the opening rants. And uh, I think uh, it's going to kind of be not specifically one topic, but things that have been on my mind and bothering me, but, um, I'm a hater for sure. I'm a hater. That was kind of one of the criticism, criticisms I got last week when I was making fun of the Avengers movie. And then I think I was making fun of game of Thrones and, uh, I keep making fun of those things cause I hate them. And it's like a trend I'm seeing right now. And, uh, it's not necessarily that I'm against trends or things that are popular or anything like that. I'm a human, and I like things that are popular too. Hence why they're popular. I'm not special, and I don't have some sort of antidote to to things that are popular. And also, I'm not one of those types of people who say uh, I'm a nonconformist. I'm not a 14-year-old hot topic enthusiast. So, you know. I just think that most things that are popular are mediocre. I mean, to to reach critical mass, you kind of have to be a little bit mediocre. But, um, yeah, someone who follows Sadwater posted this comment, and I wanted to read it. I might have posted this in my story as well. But I kind of, I, I don't know, I like it. Uh, Sadwater is a troglodyte who has zero empathetic abilities. Mm, kind of true. No, I, I can... Uh, maybe a little true. And who can't enjoy any forms of entertainment, and because he can't find enjoyment in it, he calls anyone who does pathetic. So he constantly talks about how if you do something you enjoy, you'll never be successful. Meanwhile, he's in his mid-30s... Not true, I'm 32. Selling water to teenagers. What's wrong with that? I'm building a brand from nothing 
And you know, do you know what doesn't do that? The Marvel movies. The Marvel movies are 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 um existing entities for what what is it? 80 years. I don't know how long Marvel's been around, but let's just say since the 1950s. And it's not super hard to get semi-talented filmmakers and uh, you know, make a box office box office success with an existing the word isn't really entity. I think I may, might have used that word wrong. Maybe I'm right, but it's intellectual property or something. What is I'm asking you a question and I'm the only one in my room. Hmm. I don't know how that's going to work. I can't get an answer. But it's an existing thing. Thing is like like. The word like. Thing is like that. When you don't know anything, you say thing. But I started Sadwater from nothing. And I've made it something. And and that's very hard. And I, I respect movies that are its own thing and have become successes that didn't exist as um a comic book or a book or any i mean if if something if someone just made a movie and it was good and people liked it and it was a success like the sixth sense right uh in 1999 and night made the sixth sense and that was not based on any comic book or anything and it was a huge hit a lot of movies in the 80s were like that too where the studios kind of saw a trend of of new of of all these writers moving out to Hollywood like there's a gold rush and they were just buying any script and they were making movies without market research or anything and you know you got a lot of things like lethal weapon which now we have the spin-offs and the other spin you know so we're in that phase right now where everything's nostalgia and we're selling nostalgia and we sell it until it in, until no one buys it anymore, until people are tired of it. And for some reason, uh, Marvel's been really good at, you know, staying consistent and boring in its in its uh, tone. But like they're literally selling the same thing every movie, but people are still going. So no one's been tired of it yet, but they will be. It's fatigue. People are st- are still gung ho about Star Wars, but I think that since the last one, people there's like the fatigue setting in, so the studio kind of realizes that they don't want to ruin the brand, so they're gonna kind of hold off on it for a little bit. But as an example of, you know, so I don't hate comic book movies. I just hate things that are super childish, and the Marvel movies are very childish. Even the DC ones. I'm such a nerd talking about these things. But I'm not I'm not a hater of people who enjoy things. It's it's good to enjoy things. I, I mean, it's such a weird sentence to say because it's so basic. But it's it's like saying uh, I'm a hater of fine food. No, I'm a hater of fast food. Go like you know. I guess once in a while, go enjoy fast food. But fine food, like really good restaurants, you know, go enjoy that. It's nice to enjoy things. But when you're just consuming junk, I'm just here telling you, hey, that's not good for you. It's like Marvel. But uh, yeah, I'm a hater. But I can I can give you an example of of a comic book movie that I I love. It's it's probably one of my favorite movies ever. 
uh, and it was a it was a huge failure because I I and I liked it before I knew it was a failure. You know what I mean? I didn't like it because um, I saw that it was niche and I would be the only one who would who would have seen it. I typically like things that fail. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is Arrested Development, and very few people have really ever watched that show. But I just think it's one of the funniest shows ever. I can't force myself to like something because I'll be, I'll be mysterious and cool. Like, oh, he likes that. Why does he like that? That's not how people think. But one of the comic book movies I love that's one of my favorites is this movie called Dread. It came out in 2013. And it did, and it, it did around that time was when a ton of every, pretty much every movie was starting to be 3D. And the the student, no one was doing it right. The studios were just like, oh, we're going to inflate ticket prices and everyone's going to go see 3D and it's the next big thing. But Dread actually did it right. They, they invented a specific camera for the movie to do these super slow motion shots that are really beautiful. And not only that, but the person who composed the music, they slowed down that. And so it sounds otherworldly. And they, they, it's it's really, it's a gory movie, but when they do these super slow motion shots with the cameras they invented for the movie with the 3D technology, you don't even have to watch the movie in 3D. Uh, it, it, the gore in the movie looks so pretty. It, 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 I mean, the movie, and, and it didn't have a huge budget, so, so most of the movie took place in one building, but it just looks so cool. And it's based on the Judge Dredd comics. And they did a movie in 1994, with Sylvester Stallone and it was like it was a it was about a a hundred million dollar or 150 million dollar budget movie and it bombed so horribly and it was really a bad movie it's it was not a good movie so I think that that killed that character to be in movies for for 18 years and then they tried it again with with this low budget or semi-low budget movie that that they had no idea how to market but it was just such a cool. You guys have to watch it. it the dread move, dread. It's D R E D D. Um, and let me know what you think. It's awesome. But that's an exact. I like. It's not like I hate comic book movies, but it's it's um. I guess what I like about the character too is he's not a superhero. He's just a cop in in a. Well, he's a judge, which the judges are cops in the future, dystopian future. So they're judge, jury, and executioner. I like dystopian type of movies. I love Mad Max. I like those things. So um, I just hate stupid things. And and it's like Game of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones in my life, and I never will. I don't like fantasy. And I, I hate Lord of the Rings and all those things. But um, it's just funny when you hear someone, so many people talk about a TV show that um, they then they start complaining Right now, they're saying it's it's such a bad season. It's so so, and they keep watching it because they feel like they have to. I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna watch something just because everyone's watching it. Whatever. But that's besides the point. The real thing I wanted to talk about besides that, I I just wanted to bring that up because I I had some posts of of the anti Marvel and whatever recently. So some people called me out on it, and I destroyed them with this comeback that took up ten minutes. What I really wanted to talk about in the opening rant was something that's been on my mind for the past few years. It's something I never really noticed, but um, I think that you, I think most people deep down inherently 
feel like something is wrong, but they'll, they don't know what's wrong. It's like if you're sick and you know you're sick and you go to a doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, sorry to tell you, but you're not sick. And you, and, but deep down you're like, no, 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 I know something's wrong. And then you go, you go to a second doctor for a second opinion, and the doctor's like, whoa, I don't know what that other guy was looking at, but you have cancer. <laughs> and I think society right now, our society, and it's kind of worldwide right now, but um, there's a cancer, and it's called uh, modernity. Mo- crap. Modernity. Some words I just can't say. And it's it's modern architecture, it's modern art, it's modern entertainment, it's modern music, it's mo- it's all these things. And there's a big pushback against uh, beauty and aesthetic, like pretty pretty things that are. And 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 then and then you're gonna stop me right now, and you're gonna say, well, well, no, beauty is an eye of the beholder. It's 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 subjective. It's it's not. An, uh, there's no such thing as ob- objective beauty, but that's not true. We evolved to to understand beauty as a, as a way to protect ourselves. So, for example, um, when you look at a still ocean, a glassy, glassy ocean, uh, you look at that and you're, and you're in awe of how beautiful the ocean is because re- the real reason, besides it's, it's pleasant to look at, is there's, there's, a, there's a specific... Um, there's, there's order and there's symmetry and, and you know that it's safe. So when you see the ocean is all crazy and raging and there's a storm and whatever, you're fearful. If you look at a cloud and it's white and fluffy and it's making nice shapes and you know, they're, they're weird, but it's still nice. You're looking at that and, and, and you're thinking, man, that's beautiful. But if you see a cloud and it's dark and 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 black you know that that's worldwide universal you know that that is ugly and that that is 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 just it, it it's a it's it's not something that you want to stick around and look at and the reason is is because it's dangerous it's bad it's something that you should avoid and we've 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 kind of abandoned all of these instincts because now we have these new rules. The new rule is that uh, no um, beauty, no anything can be beautiful, and don't discriminate and don't judge. You're supposed to judge. That's how you're here. That's how you're able to survive. You judged the sky, and said, "Hey, that's a nice, pretty white cloud." Or you said, "Oh, that's a big, dangerous black cloud that is about to unleash a storm on me." I need to go seek shelter and not stick around because I, I know what that means and I know what can happen. But with, with, with for instance, modern architecture, we, we've kind of been accustomed to thinking it's okay for, for, for instance, I'll just use the example of brutalism. Brutal, brutalist architecture, which is, is these overbearing, dreadful, depressing giant buildings that that are are gray and and just oddly shaped and and they block the skyline and and they've been popping up everywhere after since after world war ii they've just been popping up everywhere and governments have for years have been using those as 
the models for their buildings, which is kind of funny because governments can feel overbearing and depressing and uh, a little bit like communism. And, uh, yeah, so so a lot of the buildings for, for years and years and years, I mean, if you look at the, the I don't know if, the, if I'm allowed to say the word ghetto, but the ghettos, the projects, all of those buildings, they're, they're ugly. No one cares about them. If you live in something you don't care about, you're going to feel bad. The, it, you see, there is uniformity in those buildings, but they're, they're soulless. And, and they're so, I mean, actually go back, watch the movie Dread. I was just talking about it. Look at the, they, they call them mega cities in that movie. The, in that movie, the buildings are so big that they're legit cities in them that you never have to leave. But these are these are very disposable. So, you know, it's mediocre, and and mediocrity is being championed. But the thing is, is that these things are disposable, and 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 but but we th- that's not anything you walk around outside, and that's not anything you really think of. You know, um, but you know that you don't like it. I mean, take strip malls, for instance. Strip malls are ugly. They're they're boxes. I mean, everything is a box. So it's it's we have boxes all over and, and also parking lots. I was actually a little bit off topic, but not really. I was, was looking at this Instagram account. Um, J- Japan something Japan aesthetic or I don't know. And uh, they were showing that the streets, they have a, a lot of streets are just for walking and you can't, cars can't, can't park there. And I think that a lot of what they, what they did, what the city planners ended up doing was they made the garages for cars underground. So there was no street parking on the streets. So you're looking at the, that really interesting buildings because their architecture is different. And for the most part, it's just people walking. So there's no danger from the cars and, and there's no um, side street parking or anything like that. And there's no meters. So the, it's a lot more pleasant. It was, it was actually really... And, and, and that's the thing. I never knew that that was even an option or I never knew that that was something that was, a, you know, was possible. And because, but I knew deep down I didn't like how it looked. So Japan's doing it right. But um what was I saying with the other thing? Can you tell me? I'm gonna pause now, I'm gonna upload this and you tell me and then I'll finish the podcast. But yeah, everything's disposable. And all of these buildings are the same. So they're either boxes and so are the homes. I mean it's like prefab. It's just nothing is made to last anymore. And and it's um, it's soul crushing for for people who live near those things. I I think that every building after the 1950s in this country, like skyscraper or anything, every it's garbage. Modern architecture is garbage. There's some mid-century kind of stuff that's good. There's literally I I feel like you're not understanding anything I'm saying. But look up if you don't know what I'm saying, look it up and you'll know. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. Deep down, I knew that that was ugly too. 
But it's either that or these giant glass structures that are ugly. And it's it's kind of a virus spreading globally. So So we used to kind of revere different cultures and the architecture from different cultures. So you'd go to Sweden and be like, oh, this is Sweden. This is beautiful. Or you'd go to Germany. Oh, this is Germany. This is German architecture. Beautiful. You'd go to Japan. It would be different. Everywhere would be different. So you'd kind of celebrate how different cultures were or are. And now all the same builders and the same architects and the same buildings are popping up all over the world. And what... And it's almost like we're not supposed to celebrate the differences between our cultures. And I kind of feel like that is what's happening now. I mean, if you look at the idioticness of so-called cultural appropriation, where people are complaining that, oh, you have dreadlocks, only black people from uh, the Caribbean are allowed to have dreadlocks, and and dread and that and that's racist if you're white with dreadlocks. Now, I'm I'm just using this as an example. I think dreadlocks are ugly, but. But there's no such thing as cultural appropriation. Recognizing the differences in cultures and maybe, um, you know, using them in your own daily life, that, that ends racism. But at the same time, it celebrates the difference in culture. When you start either totally separating things where you're not allowed to look at or participate in other people's culture... Or you mash everything together and say, oh, we're not different. Everything's the same. We're all the same. There, and there also, there's also no such thing as gender or sex or whatever. Um, and you, there's, you can't. And if you say that there is, then you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a homophobe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're living, you're delusional, you're, you're, you're basically a communist. You're acting like one, a Marxist. And you're um, you know, not letting us be humans. Humans kind of share with each other. And I feel like the architecture of these giant glass buildings that block the skyline and are ugly, they're made of steel and glass, and, and, and they just look weird. Um, I think it's making us all, it's forcing us to all be the same, and we're not. So, it's, it's, and it's mediocre. Um, let me see, I'm reading... I'm reading something. Yeah, like, yeah. Binary thought, I wrote I wrote in my notes, binary thought is the only thought, or so we are told. We're supposed to only think a certain way out, that, and everyone is supposed to conform to these, th- these ways. And it's boring. It's boring. You know how the Notre Dame church um, burnt down or a big piece of it a few weeks ago or three weeks ago? The president of France ha- was talking about how the, he doesn't want to look back and recreate the past, but he wants to he wants to hire an architect to to kind of um, represent who we are as a people now. And a lot of these people try to pretend like... Um, we were so horrible in the past that we shouldn't even try to replicate the replicate the aesthetic of the past. And uh, there's no such thing as a perfect culture. And you're to ignore the beauty of the past 
and exchange it for the 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 modern ugliness is absolutely insane and it goes back to my point and i've been saying this for a while that there is such thing as beauty i mean there inherent beauty is a real thing and like i said it's it's rooted in nature and it's what makes us happy i mean and it goes back to it symmetry and order and all of these things I mean, when you see someone that, and I, I've said I've said this before also, but when you see someone's face and it's uh, symmetrical, you know that that they're most likely healthy, and you want to mate with them. I mean, or you look at their body and it's not lumpy and fat and whatever, or too skinny, you know that they're healthy and so on. So with this modern architecture, that you know that there's something inherently wrong with it, but you don't know why. And it will make you unhappy. And, you know, and that is why there's depression worldwide now. No, I'm kidding. But I, I think it's a big it's a big reason. If you don't care about your surroundings, I mean, that's a big problem. Uh, like, look how cities are treating parks, which is supposed to be our parks, right? It's the city, so it's ours. We're, we all share it, but we don't feel like we have ownership over it. And then the cities are... You know, I think they're doing this in Denver, in Colorado, and in San Francisco, and Los Angeles. and But in Denver, in Colorado, I think they're making it legal where it's okay for homeless people to just basically take over the parks. And uh, how are people who pay taxes supposed to even care anymore and want to stick around when people are just shooting up heroin in the parks but um one second yeah i mean a re- actually a really good example and i wrote that i was thinking about this earlier is that um even our food has to look nice so people go to expensive restaurants because they're essentially paying for a presentation and this is before Instagram pictures, you know, taking pictures of your food for Instagram or Instagram existed. I mean, fancy restaurants have existed. Presentation has existed for a long time. People pay for that because they find it pleasing. It's, it's, it's a luxury that they're buying. Um, yeah. I'm kind of sick of of mundane garbage buildings. I mean, celebrated architects are it's mind-boggling how these people are are celebrated. The guy Frank Gehry, he did the Disney Music Hall in Los Angeles. It's such a monstrosity of a building. It's so ugly. Now you know the architect did it i mean he's a famous architect so you know you look at it and you're like oh yeah if you know anything about architecture which i don't but i do know that that is a frank Gehry. i mean that's how that's how successful he is is that i i know that he did that but that doesn't make it good a lot of instagram people take pictures there it's so stupid but it's really 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 ugly um i uh in my pictures here 
I uh, there's a really good account I follow on Instagram Instagram called uh, Architectural Revival, and it just I wish I can show you these pictures, but basically, it just shows before and after modernism. And uh, I'm just gonna read a little bit of the tweets I screenshotted. It says, "Where there was beauty, they brought ugliness. Where there was national character, they brought global sameness. Where there was natural and ro- where there was natural and robust, they brought synthetic and disposable." And I I don't know where this picture's from, but it's these really beautiful buildings with like columns and arches, and um, they're probably four stories high, not much taller, and then it's replaced by just glass buildings that look like... It, uh, that's the thing. I don't know where the, the second pic- the second picture is. It could be New York. It could be Chicago. It could be anywhere. But it's really ugly. Uh, and then... Oh, yeah, in Stockholm, Sweden, this other one. It's just, again, same building on the bottom, but the one above it that they knocked down. That's the thing. This is a major problem. They're knocking these buildings down that are are beautiful, timeless. That's a thing. These things are timeless. And what they replaced with are buildings that could have I mean that 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 first of all in my opinion look ugly by the time they're done, but they they don't look good a year later. They look worse 5 years later. And these are buildings that get knocked down and re- get replaced every 20 years. Whereas before, we were having things that would last hundreds of years and still to this day look beautiful. But they're they're all being knocked down and they're being replaced by, uh, you know, the cheaper option. That's the thing. I don't know if it's cheaper because if you have to keep knocking buildings down rather than restore something, I don't know. I think restoring something is cheaper. And look, I'm a I'm a I'm a capitalist. I mean, do what's cheaper, but but you don't care about your surroundings. It's kind of like if you have a room, your own room, and you draw. You're 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 an adult, but you you take markers and you draw whatever on the wall because you're bored. <laughs> and it's uh, and I'm looking at my wall right now, and my picture. One of the pictures is crooked, and I don't like that. Do you want to know why? Because it's ingrained in my head to not like that, because it's supposed to be straight and and symmetrical and uh, nice. Uh, Actually, I live in a building that was built in around the 1920s, and it's still beautiful. All they've really done is just repainted it. Uh, The outside is really pretty. And then the building across the street from me has been... They re they redid it or knocked it down and rebuilt it or something and it's it's still ugly. It's I it's almost like as if they didn't do that. The building to the left of mine is really ugly. And I feel like it was built in the nineties and it's disgusting. So yeah, like I said, I'm a capitalist and all and, and you know, I'm for the building the most efficient, cheap option, whatever, but but also I don't know. I like things that last. I and that's how you know anything. Everything used to be, when people bought TVs. Uh, I mean, granted, technology wasn't moving as quickly quickly as it is today, but there used to be TV repair re, TV repairmen, and there aren't that there aren't anymore because it's cheaper just to buy a new TV. 
there what's the point of repairing some a TV that you've had for three years when there's an insanely better one right now that's really, really cheap? But I don't know if the things we live in and have to walk by every day should should be treated like a TV. You know? Uh so yeah, I'm I'm just looking at pictures before and after the modernists in Birmingham. I mean, really, really pretty buildings. I mean, it, and it showed the the style of the the culture, and then it's replaced with just brutalist architectural monstrosities. Oh God, depressing. I'm looking at another one. Super depressing. Uh, I'm going to read another thing. Town and cities across the civilized world would be better places with beauty and the sense of belonging if the modern movement of the 20th century had never happened. Modernists ruined our towns and cities with ugliness and soulless disposable buildings. I mean, that's... that's. I, went, I was in Toronto uh, for work uh, about a year ago or a year and a half ago, and... I didn't remember it like that when I was a kid. It didn't look like that, but and it wasn't because what I realized was all these glass, really big glass buildings started popping up. I mean, like 50-story high and popping up everywhere. And honestly, I think it's China that uh, is coming over here and spending their money and building all these things. I mean, at least in Toronto, I think that's what someone told me. And they just use the cheapest material, and, and I mean, it just looked so ugly. And... uh literally in in a square mile it's all the same buildings they they it's like copy and pasting the same building 30 times i was in shock i i was who who would allow this and then i saw older buildings of uh you know old churches and and whatnot around toronto and i'm like this is the identity this is the real identity of the the this place and it's being overshadowed by these giant garbage things (laughs) um yeah the same account the same twitter account is showing a picture of this giant castle in west sussex um it's nearly a thousand years old and it's still beautiful and it's still standing i doubt if you build one of these garbage giant buildings with glass buildings right now and leave it up for 50 years, it would it would survive. It's like a paper cup. It's like a giant paper cup. Hey, let's build a giant paper cup and live in that. Uh, not a good idea. <laughs> um, now there's there's this picture of a chateau in France that. It's a really, really, really pretty house. I mean, it's 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 beautiful, whatever. The picture underneath it is the same house, but replaced with with a mirror. So it looks like a giant mirror wrapping around this this beautiful um, chateau. Because that's a good idea. Whatever. All right. Sorry. That's a little, that's a, it's hard to do this rant and I just realized it without showing pictures. (laughs) There's actually a really good video 
um, that can explain this probably a lot better than I just did. But all I'm doing is I'm bringing something to attention to your attention that you didn't know was a problem, and then you'll, you're you're gonna think about this and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I didn't realize it," but that's a that's a problem. Uh, there's this account on YouTube called uh, Kurtzgesagne. I have no. It's like this German thing, but it's it's in English. And uh, they have this video, "Why Beautiful Things Make Us Happy: Beauty Explained." And it was made in October. So if you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. But Sadwater was all over the place and he's an idiot and he doesn't really make sense. But I want to I want to know more about this. I'll send you this video. It's really good. Um, let's go to the questions. Uh, let me get out of that. And go to this and click on this. If you could magically elim- eliminate all smart devices, phones, tablets, watches, laptops, would you? Would the benefit benefits of it really outweigh the negatives? There are social and economic factors to be considered here. Uh, yeah, if I could magically wave a wand and eliminate uh, smartphones, tablets, watches, laptops, I think I would. Granted... Look, we're able to communicate with our, each other and talk, and, and you can listen to this and so on. There's a lot of good things about it. You can watch YouTube videos. You can watch the Joe Rogan podcast, and you can hear interesting people talk to interesting people. Listen, there it, you can make a, a list of a thousand reasons why why we're living in a really interesting time, which no doubt we are. But uh, I don't know. The 1980s were pretty awesome. And I think if we froze time in the 1980s, we would be better off. I was looking at um, uh, uh, a chart, a research thing that was done so uh, of politics. In 1994, um, Republicans and Democrats in this country were really, really close to each other. So think of it as two mountains, right? So these two mountains, one mountain... Uh, is the Democrats, the other mountain is the Republicans. The, they were pretty much overlapping a little bit. So they found, you know, common grounds on a lot of things, and there wasn't really much of a divide, and they didn't hate each other. But, um, you know, people still had their political preferences and totally fine. So now 20 years later, or a little bit more than 20, 25 years later, the Republican mountain moved slightly to the right. And then the Democratic mountain moved way, 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 way left, where it's not even near the the, the Republican one. And that divide, I mean, so basically what it, this is saying is that the right never really went more right. The left just went more left. And the reason why that's bad is because then we don't look at each other as equals or human or, or, or people with just different beliefs that live in the same place. We look at each other as enemies, which is really dangerous. And the reason why this was ha- able to happen so quickly and easily is because the, the Internet uh, created such a divide. And I don't you see, that's the thing. Maybe your question should be about social media. Because, you know, YouTube and and, and and Wikipedia and, and you know, 
being able to talk to one another online and all, all these things. There's a lot of really good things. But social media is a cancer. Social media is almost a thing that is just destroying the the beautiful uh, technological revolution we're in. And people like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and um, what's her face? The one that is the CEO of YouTube. Or let's just say the CEOs of Google. I don't know. All these people, they're creating alternate realities that aren't real. Um, they're not real. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Representations of of where who we are and where we're living and how good we have it. They just, they, for instance, Facebook. Their algorithm is to show you what you like. So if you lean a certain uh, way, politically speaking, and you, you gravitate towards certain political art, uh, articles, it's only going to show you your, your side, and it's only going to show you people who you agree with. And, and so it's going to create this false reality that, that isn't, isn't real. It's not a real representation of, of the country. So then you, you're married to your ideas so much. And really, you know, when people make fun of politicians for switching opinions, maybe it's fine to treat a politician that way because you know why they're doing it. But people should switch their opinions all the time. But when you're only hearing your thing all the time, you know, when you're only exposed to your ideas, you're not prepared to hear anyone else's. And when you do, you feel like it's an attack on your ideas rather than rather than maybe something that could be beneficial and and help you grow as a as 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 a person and will help you um challenge your your thoughts. So I I actually take it back what I said in the beginning of this this the answer to this question. I think that that the internet and in in you know basically what we have the, the information we're able to have is a, is a an amazing thing but social media besides the way it's 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 creating these um cultural hierarchies with with you know it's almost like human credit scores where oh you only have 10,000 followers well I have 50,000 followers or you have a blue check mark well I, I I don't have a blue check mark I hate you it's it, it's the it's 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 creating a lot of um resentment and depression and and self-hatred and and we're focusing on the wrong things um i think it's really destructive to to human nature i don't know it because these sort of things don't exist do you know what exists in normal hier- hierarchical um, human relationships, this person is smarter, or this person is stronger, and that's basically it. <laughs> or I guess this person is prettier, funnier, or whatever. But you wouldn't be exposed to millions of people like that. There would be, you know, those people within your uh, tribe, and that's it. But we're we're exposed to too much of it, and 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 it's crazy when there's kids that are allowed to be on social media. I mean, it should be treated like cigarettes. 
where parents should be up in arms and say, why are we even letting our kids go on this? This is super bad for them. Oh, it's because we're a little bit lazy and we want some quiet time. All right, well, we'll trade the, we'll trade our child for some quiet time. What's the point of having kids then? Um, yeah. So I think that we should ban social media, and we should we should throw uh, Mark Zuckerberg in jail. No. I don't know. These people are are so detached from reality. They are no bueno for us. I, I I don't know. If I could wave a magic wand, I would I would prote- I would make it so so no one could ever think of an idea like social media or dating apps and uh they would have never existed. Um all right, long one. So this person goes, "What do you do when you find out all of your exes have been hosed before?" during and after you were dating and on top of that still got girls playing you i said you got to be more specific than that (laughs) he goes yes okay so give me a minute so my recent ex was loyal as far as i knew until i learned she be fucking people on the daily next up my ex before that cheated on me with a guy i was told not to worry about and then the girl I thought I was talking to, she said we weren't even, though, I don't know. Wait, I have no idea what you're writing. We were flirting flirting and shit and even talking about going on a date. On top of that, I post things on my story like, hit me up or I'm single and I get shares, but no one's hitting me up. And same thing on a tell app. I have no idea what that is. Have... Uh, Man, this is this there's by the way there's no periods in this. This is like a paragraph of no periods. Oh, and the girl I thought I was talking to was talking to plenty of other guys. Hey, remember that thing I was talking about uh 2 seconds ago about social media being horrible? You're talking why are you putting in your story for people to hit you up? You shouldn't meet people like that. And I'm assuming you maybe met your exes on online or a dating app or whatever. You got to meet these people in real life. That's the thing. What this does is it lets people be cowards. When you meet people in real life, you have natural filters that you don't even know are going off in your brain. But are telling you, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. To a million things at the same time. Before you even go up and talk to someone. Or maybe even within the first sentence you're talking to someone. So then you don't even waste your time. Those things don't exist when you're just talking to people online. And even if you met some of these people in school, you're being dumb. Uh, your first, for instance, with the second person, your the girl said not to be worried about a guy she was talking to. Uh, yeah, go with your instinct. Be worried about that. And don't be a little bitch about it. If you if you have a problem, straight up tell this person you have a problem and leave them and move on. And don't put something in your story to be like, hit me up, I'm single. Don't do that. And also, when, when all you people post in your bio on Instagram that you're single, are you crazy? 
Who cares? Why would you do that? You're inviting people to DM you like that? That's crazy. You got to stop doing that. This is stupid. Oh, wait. I think it goes on. Uh, oh, yeah. And this person says that they're in high school. Yeah, you're, 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 you, you, you don't know what you want. And you don't know how to approach any of this. So it makes sense. But take what I said, not with a grain of salt, but wholeheartedly, and stop with that nonsense. Stop trying to meet people online. If you meet someone in person, don't ignore your instincts. And uh, be a little bit more assertive. And, um, yeah, that's all I can tell you. But this is a a mess. <laughs> um... I was wondering, can I pick your brain on your daily routine practices, rituals? Just what is it you do day by day that keeps you aligned with all you believe in? Do you practice what you preach as often as you prefer? Um, all right, so that's a good question. Uh, I am pretty hard on myself. So I'm doing this podcast today because I do this podcast every Tuesday. Uh, if I if I went with my feelings of the day, my feelings of today's, I don't really want to do this. My head isn't is a little fuzzy. I had a really late hockey game last night. I didn't sleep in today because, hey, I have another thing that I do on my daily routine, which is I go to the gym five days a week, sometimes six days a week at the same time because I like my routine. So I'm going to forfeit sleeping in because I feel like it's weird to sleep in during the week. And I'm going to forfeit that and be tired the whole day and not do a, a, a good podcast. I Like, I know the whole beginning wasn't the best. Maybe maybe it's fine. Maybe you understood the point I was trying to make. But I know, I know I've done better. And it's because I've been fuzzy all day because um, I went to go work out when maybe, you know, I had a late hockey. This is what I could have said. I could have said, you know, Sadwater, you had a late hockey game last night. It was a really tough one. You lost horribly. And your knees are kind of hurting. So you know what? You should rest today and not go to the gym. And uh, sleep in. And then you'll do the podcast later. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe don't do the podcast because, yeah, you're tired. And, and maybe you should just chill today. But no, I mean, I'm pretty hard on myself. I will do my routine because I have to. I'm doing this podcast because I have to. Because it's part of what I've built in for Sadwater. Um you know, I, I if I'm if I'm on a trip, I I'll, I'll I won't do the podcast. Or if I'm on you know if I'm on vacation, or if there's a holiday or whatever, I won't do it. But for the most part, I mean, this is my forty third one, I've done since July, so that's pretty consistent. I'm a very consistent person, even with how I eat. Um, for instance, if you don't want to eat healthy and if if you like junk food, um, don't take. Basically, you'd you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my routine. I'm going to eat junk food because that's what Sadwater said. It's my routine. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, know that you, you can switch to a healthier lifestyle by, uh, you know, biting the bullet and, and eating salads every day or whatever and making your own meals and stop ordering in and... Uh, after three days, four days, that's your routine and you're used to it. So it's not a big deal. I'm talking about healthy habits and I do practice what I preach. Now, I can tell you that the one thing I, um, 
I, I wish I did better, which, which I'm very conscious of is I, I spend way too much time on my phone and on social media and I hate social media, but I spend most of my time on it because of sad water and I get hundreds of DMS a day and I respond to every single DM because I'm trying to build something that I could, you know, eventually make big enough that more people would know about. And I want to make money. That's also the thing. Like I want to make money. So, um, no, that's a good question, but, but I, um, I, I, ba- I do practice what I preach and I, uh, I, I don't think it's that hard. It's just the first time you do something new is going to be the hardest thing. And then you have to do it. But yeah, I think, uh, I spent too much time on social media and that's kind of what bothers me. Uh, so this person DM me saying, hey, I have a sad topic you should talk about. And it was a DM someone sent her saying uh, that they're talking about how they think about committing suicide. And the person that DM'd this person said, uh, I was one compulsive decision away from driving my car into a power line at 90 miles an hour. I just feel so lost and worthless and unloved. Bah, 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 bah. I didn't see the rest. And then this person said, why does everybody want to kill themselves? Um, and it's something I've talked about a lot. And it, it's something I just talked about right now. It's the fact that you're constantly comparing your life to other people's lives on social media. You're living, you're trading your real world life. The, the, the life you experience through physical touch or or real views of outdoors or, or or whatever or even exercise you're not exercising but you're you're trading all of the real things that your 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 senses experience for artificial realities the artificial reality of social media, the artificial reality of video games, the artificial reality of porn, the artificial reality of the internet, the artificial reality of Marvel movies all the time. And I'm not joking. All of these things, when these things take up most of your time, your whole life is an artificial reality. You're living in cyberspace. You're not living in the real world. You pop into the real world once in a while when you need to eat, shower, and, you know, use the toilet. I don't know how to do a British accent. But you uh, just pop into reality for that. And then you dive back into artificial reality. And when you do these things, you're depriving your mind of meaningful connections and when you deprive your mind from meaningful connections, your mind is going to be suicidal. It's going to be like, what's the point of this? Why am I constantly bombarded by fake everything? This is not real life. So then when you look at real life and when you're confronted with real life problems, you won't know how to handle them. And you're going to want out because you're accustomed to the fake life. So you're going to want out of that. And that's natural. Suicide's not really natural. Because it's in, ingrained in our head. I mean, it's it, it, to survive anything. To overcome everything. 
to persevere. But when you never have to do any of those things, when you never have to overcome anything or persevere or, or survive or build or create or anything like that, and you are you, you just inject yourself into artificial reality, of course you're going to want to kill, your, kill yourself. You'd be crazy if you didn't want to kill yourself. You're going to want to kill yourself because you don't know how to experience real life. You don't know how to experience people. You don't know how to experience relationships. You don't know how to do any of those things. And also because you it's like crack. You're going to want to just go back and live in the fake world. So then people people are link people are 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 confused right now. Specialists and doctors and teachers and and parents, they're confused because they're thinking, "Man, we have a major uh health epidemic, a mental health epidemic." And then people are are so preoccupied with thinking about their mental health and depression and anxiety and all these things and it's like, "Wait, no, 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 no. That's not the problem. The problem really is is what are you exposed to for the most part?" that is making you feel that way. They're looking at, people are feeling this way. They're not looking at, why are people feeling this way? Ban Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, all right. Now to, uh, yeah, not so crazy questions. What do I do if I like a girl I really like lives in, in, in Florida far away and I don't like anyone here? What do I do if I like a girl? Oh, I read that wrong. I do that a lot. I, I put my own words into something and I pretend like I'm looking at them and I read the question wrong. What do I do if the girl I really like lives in Florida far away and I don't like anyone here? Uh, practice like the internet doesn't exist. I mean, practice. Pretend. Sorry. Pretend like the internet doesn't exist. And pretend like the only way you can talk to your, the girl you like in Florida is by letters. So you can't text her and you can't uh, look at pictures of her because pictures don't really exist. Maybe you have one and it's all uh, cr- cr- crumbled, crumbled, <laughs> crinkled, I don't know, uh, up and, and, it, and you can barely make out her face anymore in the picture because of your Oregon Trail. And and uh, so pretend like the internet doesn't exist, and pretend like you there's really no way of contacting her. And uh, I think that you don't like anyone where you are because you haven't really made an effort to meet anyone there. And also, you don't need to like someone every stage of your life or every moment of your life. You can you can kind of hold off on liking someone for a little bit. But um, there's no point in liking someone that doesn't live where you live. Um, it's a waste of time and energy, and you're just torturing yourself. Thoughts on Milo and Alex Jones being banned from Instagram. All right, so Instagram has been doing a purge, and so has Twitter, and so has Google and YouTube and all of these people. They've been purging all of these, for the most part, conservatives from their platform because they're so-called dangerous. And again... It's happening because I think that these people are afraid that these people have way too much influence and will help the side that isn't theirs on the next election. So they're banning them from all the platforms. You're creating, again, they're creating false realities. 
uh, that doesn't include everyone's beliefs because of danger. The other belief isn't dangerous. This is crazy to me. By the way, full disclosure, because you mentioned his name and you asked, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who a lot of people don't like, um, and I'm, I'm saying a lot of people on the left, actually a lot of people on the right don't like him too. And he would be the first to say it. Uh, I've been friends with him since 2015. And um, he's a super nice guy. I don't agree with him on everything politically, but I like him. He's, he's my friend. And uh, it's crazy that all of these people are being banned. Especially, like from Instagram. So M- Milo was banned from Instagram. And most of his pictures were just selfies. Sometimes he would screenshot articles of things he didn't like, and then he would say a little thing in the thing, but he would never incite violence or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy what's happening. All these companies, what's the real problem is all these companies claim that they are um, places where we can have public discourse, where everyone can have their own uh, their their free dialogue and people can talk and and hash things out and where you can hear different ideas and all these things but it's not true these are they're acting they're really acting like publications they're acting like their own newspaper where oh there's this writer here and we don't really he doesn't really align with the editor's opinion so you know what we're going to fire him and he won't be a part of this newspaper anymore don't you worry readers he's not part of this newspaper anymore but a lot of these companies get help from the government, and they they lobby heavily from the government, uh, and the and and you know, so they can't act how they've been acting, like publications. They have to act like what they were, what they said they are, which is a place of public discourse, a place where people can talk. So it, they can't they they can't have their cake and eat it too. They have to choose one, and um, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I don't want to theorize about that, but I think it's wrong. How do you stop using the word like? You have recommended doing it in like another podcast. Uh, So you just have to be conscious of everything you're saying. And rather than saying the word like, you just pause. And it's okay to pause and think. When you say like and when every other word is like, you just sound stupid. And it's not pleasing to the ear. I still say like once in a while, but not as much as I used to. And what it, the real thing that bothers me about it is it's really lazy. It's, it's so relaxed in how you talk. It's just, it's, it makes you... It just drops your IQ in my mind five five points, ten points. I don't know. I don't like it. You can say like when you're saying um, that cat is almost like a dog. Or this chicken tastes like chicken. <laughs> you're comparing the chicken to something. But um, when you're using like... As a placeholder for a pause, it's not good, and you should be aware of it. I also say um a lot, a lot, and I, I want to stop saying um. That one's very hard. It's not as bad as like, but it's not good. 
Next question. Uh, what do you think about non-emo rap? Also, dog clothes, yes or no? I'm saying no. How about you? Grant, boring questions. Not going to even answer any of them. Uh, magic mushroom decriminalization in Denver, Colorado. One step closer to LSD. Uh, cool guy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to talk about psychedelics every podcast. Depression and anxiety, or what do you think society will be like in a hundred years? Well, I already spoke about depression and anxiety when the person asked me about suicide, suicidal thoughts. Fun topic. Uh, society in a hundred years. I don't know. Because on one side, we have people who are overly precious and don't like to hear things they don't like to hear. And, and if, they don't, if they hear something they don't like to hear, they'll, they're going to say, that's hate speech. So we have a whole group of people who are way too sensitive and almost like children in adult bodies. And uh, I hope it won't be like that. You know what I really hope? It won't be like the movie... Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Slipes from 1994. Watch that movie, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Our background checks and infringement on the Second Amendment. For those of you that don't know, the Second Amendment is about guns, and background checks are the things that they do when you try to buy a gun. When you try to buy a gun, you give them your ID, and they submit a form to the FBI, and the FBI will be like, that person's crazy, don't sell them a gun. I don't think it's an infringement really maybe slightly but i think that for background background checks exist and i think that that's fine i've i've had four done or five done on me because i i have four or five guns um i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to do a background check i i wish that they were more transparent i i i wish that if for instance I did a background check and then and then it said and maybe it is I've just never been red flagged so I don't know but if if you've been red flagged it, it's under my impression that they don't tell you why and they don't tell you why you've been denied but if they do then great if they don't they should tell you and you should be able to appeal it easily uh someone said retard good word I agree I agree do you find Louis C.K.'s stand-up material funny? Yes. And there was a huge takedown on him recently because he liked to masturbate in front of female comedians who were okay with it at the time. And then and then they ended up saying, no, they uh, it ruined their stand-up careers. It, it ruined their drive to want to ever do stand-up again. And uh, I think that's a cop-out. I think that they failed, and then they used that as an excuse, and they threw Louis C.K. under the bus. Uh, not saying he's not a weirdo, but uh, his stand-up's really good, and th- I don't think that falls into the Me Too movement if, you know, you allowed that, and he didn't even touch you or anything. I don't know. <laughs> Global warming, and why are people bullied? Wow. Um, if you want to know more about global warming, I, I think it was two or three podcasts ago I had a rant about it uh, where I spoke about the Lil Dicky video, Earth. Go go find out that. I think it was uh, Sadcast episode 41, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, go listen to that. It's good. And then why are people bullied? Uh, I think bullying should happen more. I've said this many times. I think that it, it helps. Again, overcoming something is very important. And learning how to overcome that. 
So it's, it's, it's natural to bully and to be bullied. When I say something's natural, that doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means it's not abnormal. It's not weird. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not a problem that just started five years ago. And all of a sudden we're like, wow, this is not how humans are. How is this happening? It's normal. Is medicine killing natural selection? Maybe. Uh, people used to die for the dumbest reasons, and a lot of people are staying alive longer, and people don't realize that uh, that's not normal. Again, that doesn't mean it's bad or good. It, actually, it's a good thing people are staying alive longer, but they don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate the fact that you get a cold and you won't die. So yeah, I think medicine maybe is killing natural selection, but it's, again, Maybe like the internet, maybe like the technological boom we live in. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad to attached to that. I think some people maybe should have died and died out. Um, oh, there's a bug. I almost got it. But also, you know, mothers don't have to have 15 babies anymore to have two survive by the time they're 30. So that's also good, right? Freed, freed up women. Medicine helped w women a lot too. Hmm. Who would have thunk science helped women? Science respects women, and so does Sadwater. That is Sadcast episode 43. I am Sadwater, and I love you. That is my normal sign-off. And the last thing I'm going to say is, again, if you didn't really understand the rant in the beginning, DM me, and I'll send you some materials, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And hopefully in the future, I will, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back to the subject and I'll be a little bit more coherent. Anyways, Sadcast episode 43. Either way, this was awesome. I love you. Goodbye.
Bye.